Welcome to Overthinking It, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. This is our community recap, season five, episode 12. The episode is called Basic Story. I'm Matt, and that's Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Matt. I'm feeling pretty content. How about you? That's right. See, because we're not going to impose podcast on this podcast. This is just going to be life. <laughs> this is just going to be regular life, and the camera is going to wander around and capture what it is, and we're not going to impose any any frame of reference on it. We're just going to let it be what it is. You know, that's content. an interesting – I mean, that's an interesting point, and it's a way in, right? Like, at what point does structure get imposed on a story? Right. Because in this in this episode, there was this battle between Abed and Jeff, uh, especially at the outset, with Jeff kind of insisting that there is no story. There's no sort of larger structure. And Abed, who is the champion of these sorts of things, who is who is the the one always kind of like looking for the meta narrative is uh, is insisting that there is and actually does a very clever little play on uh, the the hero's journey. Which you know, uh, Dan Harmon is famous for his adaptation of that, which he calls the, you know, the story circle, um, and he, uh, uh, you know, says you you have literally dragged me across a threshold in order to have this this conversation with me. But but you know, there there's we we deal on the the TFT podcast, which you know, if you are listening to this and you don't listen to, but you like what Ryan and I have to say about community, you will love. So you should go check that out on Overthinking It. Uh, we, we deal with uh, binary oppositions a lot and complicate the state of the binary oppositions um, and and real life versus story or, you know, reality versus artifice is one that it seems to me is operating here that might do with a little complication. Because, you know, at what point does the artifice get imposed on the story? Is it a phenomenon in... The, the structuring of the narrative? Is it a phenomenon in the observing of the structure of the narrative? Who does it, who does it belong to? And at what level, you know, which turtle, <laughs> you know what I right. mean? If it's right. turtles all the way down, like which turtle is the one that bears the weight of story and above that turtle is story and below that turtle <laughs> right. is reality? <laughs> right, where is our load-bearing turtle? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, yeah, and I think it's really interesting. I actually think that it, this comes to an answer in a way, right, that that I think that – right. so the first attempt of Abed to try to comply with Jeff and say there's no story happens exactly at this moment where he said, okay, there's no story, um, and then the camera just kind of drifts aimlessly, right? So that one place where story and structure it is imposed uh, is in the eye of the of the director, Right, and 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 uh, community has explored this um, a few times before in its um, in the episodes that are about um, documentary filmmaking. Um, that you know, it 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 nicely kind of uh, looks at in both. I think there's at least two episodes on that. Um, <clears throat> looks at this, uh, you know, the distinction between a documentary film and reality, and that you know the docu documentarian is choosing to put the camera on something, and so what you are seeing is a subset of reality, and there has been there's been choice, um, there, there's there's been a choice made, and then there's editing, and things are put in a certain way to convey a, a certain meaning and a, and a certain narrative, um, and so, but in the 
um, you know, the attempt to release that level of story and, and, and uh, Abed's attempt to release his control over that, then Abed still, once again, becomes aware of being, you know, there's it, an interesting thing of when the camera goes to him, it's like, you know, I, I almost see this as Abed meditating in a way and just being present. And then when the camera is on Abed, he is aware of himself. And, and that just awareness of, of self, of ego, is creates story, right? So that in some ways, our self and our kind of subjectivity is the load-bearing turtle, mm-hmm. right? And so, 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 so storytelling... And, and this is something we've talked a lot about um, throughout all of community and throughout this season of, um, of of overthinking community and recapping community, is that you know the storytelling um, and the way that we tell stories, whether that's uh, a specific you know story or or uh, genre stories, um, are the is fundamental to how we see the world and 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 how we function as kind of psychological beings or or social beings right and so that's that's kind of how i saw that moment of abed becoming aware of like well like if there's no story then i'm thinking and like i have to just like not be here at all and then bearded abed um comes in and so yeah i mean so what's what's your take on that kind of uh, i think piece? i think you're highlighting something that's really important which is that there there is a relationship uh, there's a dyad, right? Like in in storyteller and storyteller, audience audience member uh, or viewer, right? And this is it in uh, stories that are that are oral and that are sort of narrated. It's um it's like a one to one relationship, and in uh in stories that are filmed, it's a one to many relationship. And yet, like your eye and the camera's eye, there's there's a kind of a sense of complicity, right? In a sense in which. You can't choose what you look. The camera is choosing for you, but you're somehow um, you're somehow implicated in the choice the camera makes, right? And there are a lot of kind of like morally based schools mm-hmm. of film criticism that are that are uh, based in identity politics or political uh, views of, of various persuasions that that have to do with complicity, um, that have to do with with a relationship of complicity. Uh, of, of kind of co-authorship between the eye and the camera or between the hearer and the uh, and the narrator. And so this is, I mean, I you know, who bearded Abed, it's not like it's Abed from another timeline, you know, it's no. it's sort of a it's sort of a, a projection of a, of an agency inside of his own head. And so it's God he, God Abed, right? Like um, Godbed. Godbed, Godbed, yeah. <laughs> Um, and the uh, and and the Godbed God's head uh, comes to say that he, you know um, that you have to keep you have to uh, sort of keep fighting uh, keep fighting the story. I think that the fact that it's him talking to himself highlights this aspect of sort of complicity or of sort of co-creation in uh, you know in where the in where the structure in where the storiness of a story happens. Um, in the whole like line of transmission and the whole like human centipede of, of transmission of story down through the links. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's, it's interesting because just this relationship, just thinking about, and now we're at, this is the penultimate episode of this season. Um, and I think that something that this episode is doing is kind of 
summing up this season as a whole and um and 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 we can turn to that and some of the other that kind of other storyline but i think that one way in which this connects back to another moment from an earlier episode is the um the episode in which uh they go to the the theater i think it's the um beta male bonding uh, episode and uh, Chang is telling the story is 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 doing is doing theatrical storytelling um, you know the, you know, uh, you know personal monologue uh, storytelling to an audience of maybe ghosts um, and, it's, it's, and and uh, and 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 then in, it turns out he was in the old timey photo club all along um, and uh, and and I think that it's it's an interesting question of, you know, does this, does a story matter? Are you telling a story if you're telling the story to no one? Um, and, and how that process works of, of, of narrativization. Um, and, and, but I think what's interesting is that in this, in, in Jeff's attempt to, um, you know, have this be, have there be no story, um, then you know there's two ways in which it's kind of like the it's kind of um, discursive Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> like story will find a way uh, <laughs> to paraphrase uh, Jeff Goldblum's character uh, in Malcolm, right? And so the story finds a way in two ways in this episode, right? So the first way the story finds a way is just through the way that a you know the brain just will fight. A lack of story, and we'll start organizing, and we'll start putting. Well, I did this, and I did this, and and right. uh, and we'll start doing that. And then the yeah. other way that story finds a way is that the world is full of chaos, and things happen. Right there, there's chaos, and there are, you know, that that there is. We talk about kind of structure, you know. And so there's, you know semantic structure and structures of meaning but then there's also structures of um of material uh relations and oh man i what do i sound like i don't know me from four weeks ago or me from three weeks ago <laughs> um, um um oh look at all the nails there i go boom 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 no but seriously because the other way that story finds a way is through um through through the school board uh, deciding that once that um, Greendale is is uh, assessed to have value, uh, then they can sell it, right? right. And so that this, um, you know, and and so being enmeshed in a in a broader, um, dare I say, w the wire-like set of of um, you know very rational economic and political relationships uh, means that um, in this thing where there was a moment of contentment in fact there is a new uh, that 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 you know that you know things go on you know I, I i would love for a season of community and with a musical montage of everyone just going about their way and everything just keeps chugging along um uh -huh. and so i think that these two ways that story uh these are two ways that, that in this episode story gets reimposed um sure there's right two two the two ways being one that that the human mind is just a pattern recognition machine yeah. and so it just happens and two uh being uh two that there is an underlying logic of economic relationships that that undergirds your uh 
that undergirds your social relationships yeah. and that kind of that sort of reasserts its primacy um, when you think, you know, uh, when you think it's uh, uh, dormant. And yeah. and so an, another and way of putting two, it, And these two are related, too. But sorry, yeah. go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and without the first. Right, it's just a guy slurping his soup and doing the the slurpy gig, the slurpy thing that I started, uh, I started it with because right, the, the the without the imposition of order, you know, without dialogue, um, the uh, p- human conversation sounds like an overthinking it podcast with a lot of like um um, um I, I, uh, I I I I and stammer, you know what I mean, stammering out the uh, the ideas. Um, we also sound like that because our podcasting is a lot more ambitious than than nearly everyone else's that exist in the world. But I'm not. I came here to to bury overthinking it and replace it with a subway sandwich shop, not to praise it. Um, so so this is what that makes if me only, think. If we only had enough value to be replaced <laughs> with a subway sandwich shop, <laughs> we'd no. we'd be eating five dollar foot logs for life. <laughs> we we're in the business of public goods provision, and that's actually something that that. I, that your um, point about the underlying economic logic behind our relationships uh, makes me think of, right? Like Greendale thinks it's in the business of public goods provision. Um, but in fact, right, the, the, the people who have power over it want to use it as a different kind of economic good. Well, um, right. It was only a nonprofit because it was nonprofitable. Right. <laughs> right. That so rather than being nonprofit because it's mission driven, right? The the reason that that entities are nonprofit is because, you know, that there is a sense that something do, providing something um does not pay that you know that due to market logic or the nature of the good, uh, the nature of market failures, um, this thing is there, there's no economic logic to provide this thing, but that you believe it ought to be provided anyhow. Right, um, and that's one. See also, rationale. see also the American theater. Right. Well, exactly, exactly, and so that and and you know the two ways that this gets solved is either someone um, has a monopoly over uh, over over the use of violence or of, of the mobilization of resources and provides this thing legitimately the creates a state of some kind uh, or people come together um, uh, as a community and and provide this together and it's uh, it's presumed what's the difference between that though right like isn't isn't question. I mean isn't Aren't you? If you come together as a community, aren't you a de facto state because you're claiming you're claiming the right to uh, to um, dispose of resources in a in a particular way? Well, I think that I think that um, I mean so the the technical de- definition of a state by like Weber is uh, that the the monopoly is exercised over a. Um, over over a given territory, and the, and and that it's exer- and the authority is exercised through rational legal means, and so that there you are when you are coming together and um, collectively providing um, a good, you're you're creating some kind of a political entity, but the bounds of membership may not be coterminous with a ba- the boundaries um, uh, 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 boundaries, right? So it might be right, so that it, it's. I mean, it's tempting. You want so one could describe um, Greendale. So t- I mean, as- it strikes me that there's now a continuum, right, between like a club on one hand and a state on the other, because a neighborhood watch, 
you know, um, membership is coterminous with a certain geographic territory, and it has certain like policing functions within a given territory. But it's not, you know, a legitimate arm of the state, and actually, like the thing, is, like call the police, you know. Right. But um, but it it exercises a certain kind of state-like surveillance and provision of safety function, uh, and and has that. So like it's it's partly like a club, and it's partly uh, it's partly a government, you know. No, and I so think that. Yeah, and I think that part of this is who, you know, in terms of of, of classifying types of of you know governing uh, bodies. One question is, you know, how centralized or decentralized is the ability to sanction, right? So that the belief is that in a, in a state is associated with relatively specialized um, sanctioning of rule enforcement powers, and um, something that you know would be referred to as as kind of a, a you know, community government or, or something, a kind of anarchic form of government as a form of government without a, a head, without a ruler, um, it doesn't mean that there's chaos, right? Anarchy doesn't mean, mean chaos. Anarchy means can, can like, rule and government in anarchy can mean mutual self-government among, among equals, right? And so, um, and I think that this is an interesting question, right? That, that we've actually talked about uh, rather than just being a fun detour through the world of, um, of political science theory, um, this is this is uh, relevant to community, and not just because we say this. I mean, after all, the title of the show is community. Community is an operationalized concept in um, in like a lot of the scholarship on kind of government governance in uh, in anarchy, and like a lot of the show, you know, and sometimes. Um, and both in this season and throughout the show as a whole, sometimes Greendale looks like a state, uh, maybe a failed state, but a state, right, where it is purported to be ruled by a you know somewhat centralized uh, organization that, and and you just imagine that it is like a city state or something, you know, a small sure. territorial unit. And, and when there's times, and when there's a th- when there's a threat to that organization from the air conditioning repair school, it's not it's a threat about who's in of the underlying nature of the structure. Right, 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 right. Um, and then, but then sometimes, sorry, you were going to go on and say sometimes it... You just froze out, but I think I agree <laughs> with you. Um, I, be- <laughs> I, I, I believe... You were about to go on. You were about to go on. I was about and, to go on and, and say, and correct me, so this will show, uh, prove to everyone how, how on the same page or not we are. But what I, what I myth was about to say, and maybe perhaps you said, was that it's sometimes um, it portrays Greendale yes! as a, a community and, and, and kind of governing from, from below. And I think that what's really interesting to kind of tie this back is that, well, in fact, Greendale is just, um, is, is just an asset that has not yet been fully exploited. Um, and that that is the... That's the um, the thing that no one considered, right? And um, and and that and that you know kind of blindsides uh, everyone uh, is the fact you know that this well this in fact does have um, have value, and so you can't you you really can't actually save Greendale because once you are saving Greendale, then you actually so. Then, then you make it valuable enough that um, that that it gets it gets marketized, marketized, right? Mm-hmm. And so that um, and so there's this interesting question of 
you know, and 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 it is interesting because Greendale never had a truly like very clear like this shouldn't necessarily be surprising because a lot of other you know of these non-profit organizations, these public goods providing organizations, um, be it a state or a kind of club or community organization in part have a mission of some kind. And what is Greendale's mission? E pluribus anus, right? <laughs> um, you know, their mission is a butt flag, you know? Um, <laughs> and so it shouldn't be surprised that, um, in fact, uh, and, and, you know, you again see this, that, you know, part of um, governance in, uh, in, a, um, in, in a nonprofit is you know, somebody making decisions on behalf of some public that this entity is um, providing public goods to. And you see this school board um, being, you know, and we've seen the school board before, but I think this is a really interesting example of showing, you know, that th the people who are supposed to be essentially um, steering the, or ensuring that the organization is moving in the direction of its public mission are a bunch of, a couple of jerkwads who went to Yale. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, and like to, to shop at Marshall's. Um, and, and so it's, yeah, so it's, it's really, uh, so I think that that is a really interesting, um, thing. And I think that, and maybe this is the the time to kind of pivot to our um, our ravioli moment, uh, yeah. our our, yeah. um, our our Dan Harmon in the ravioli moment. Again, this recap is brought brought to you by delicious Dan Harmon Boyardee ravioli. Oh, I'd love that. I really want that drawing so badly. <laughs> um, and and I think that it is interesting that um, I think there's an interesting question of can you really save something, right? So the Save Greendale Committee is also a proxy of, of the Saving Community Committee. It's, it is is fixing everything. And then there's a moment at the beginning of, of this episode that is really kind of looking back on the whole um, season and saying, well, we did everything. We, we, we actually we made it really good again. Um, right. And and there's a similar moment where Abed says, you know, in, in terms of the imp imposition of story, story, you guys have been playing with your phones for a half hour. Usually we do way more than this in a half hour. Yeah. Um, and 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 I think that there's an interesting question of, I mean, part of how I see this is once community has been made good, then how do you make something good that that you're doing because it has merit. Once you make it good, then you can sell it out, right? right. And uh, and and I think and this, this is, and this relates to the sort of the the push that you know Sony, who is the studio behind Community, is uh, in the midst of right now. They're trying to get it to the point where they can sell it into syndication. You know, <laughs> I mean, they're trying to to sort of take this thing that we think of this sort of as this sort of bespoke. Uh, experience crafted by Dan Harmon, uh, you know, lovingly for us, these these individual uh, gorgeous soft pillows of ravioli cut by hand with one of those wooden wheel cutter things, um, as though by an Italian grandma. Uh, and it's like uh, yeah. breads, not buns, but breads. <laughs> <laughs> and and to kind of take them and and 
squeeze them and extrude them into individual units uh, that can be parceled out, parceled out on TBS or something right. like that, you know, so that, so that the show is also kind of uh, hinting at the fact that there is an underlying economic logic to television. This is something that Dan Harmon writes about on his Tumblr, right? Like uh, there's an underlying economic logic uh, that undergirds um, and sometimes asserts primacy over the narrative logic or the kind of the social logic of being devoted to a television show or something well, like that. And the um, and product integration is another piece of this as well. And we right. saw this last week with with the um, glorious GI Joe commercial uh-huh. and, uh, episode, and this week with. Um, you know, with with Subway, and we've seen Subway before, um, and but then also with um, uh, with there are several other brands mentioned as well, right? And so that these like just talking about advertising is advertising, right? Mm-hmm. And so and you know this is not necessarily new. I mean, um, Thirty Rock I think was really um, major in this kind of we're not advertising by advertising, but not advertising um, circle as as well. And so I but I think this is good because it's it, there's a way of you know it's it's raising the question rather than answering. You know this of it's at least putting out the problematic of this, right? I think they're they're pointing out this is here, right? This relationship is here. Right. Um, th- this is a tension that exists, um, and we don't know what it's going to be, right? And so it actually is this moment of you know it's there, but there is actually not a. I mean, there is you know, and and story creeps in. Um and, and and I think what's really interesting, right? It's like that last kind of movement is really interesting because there's this if the beginning started with a kind of contentment, then the um last kind of um third the third act um is res- has this mournful tone of resignation, um, right. and and everyone is is saying goodbye and, and making their peace. Um, and as blogger, and- I mean, as bloggers, we deal with that all the time, right? Like, isn't there a sense that, like, well, yeah, BuzzFeed is is, I mean, it's just a matter of time before they win, right? And before their, you know, sponsored stories, sponsored content, you know, is the is the way. But they I mean at least yeah, they the five, it's credit. the five dollar foot foot long for your eyeballs, basically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I, I mean and in, at least they're sort of at least they're sort of saying, and I mean I think there is a statement in in 30 Rock and in community of like, look, this is what it takes to make this thing. Right? Like yeah. these are the compromises. These are the like the real world trade offs that you have to negotiate with in order to, uh, you know, in order to um, pr- produce a network television show. And you know, Dan Harmon knows from Internet Video. I mean, he's the guy behind Channel One Hundred One before Internet Video was a thing. They were right. doing Internet Video and that weekly contest that that I, you know I think still goes on. Yeah, I think it still goes uh, on. Yeah, but uh, um, you know, but uh, here and here we are on overthinking it without like a ton of advertising, without like sponsored content. You know what that makes me, Ryan? What does it make you, Matt? Other than a guy uh, with, other than a guy with a label maker. <laughs> it uh, this it was supposed to help me get organized. God, that thing takes a while to print out. It makes me a bad oh. podcaster. Wear it with pride, because it's true. Yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I would be I would be leveraging some market penetration or something like that in order See, to actually, uh, I think you're a very good podcaster because you really actually held for to make sure the camera every, the, the viewers could read that right. and you really leaned it's a, in it's a, We're really it's we're it's taking a visual a, medium. We're taking advantage of the video visual capabilities of this Google Hangout. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, I actually took out my label maker, which is not as big as as the Dean's, but it's I think in the same uh, line, the uh, Brother P Touch label maker, and I printed out a label that says "Bad Podcaster" and stuck it onto my forehead. There you go. And if There's you're listening, I have a label that says "Awesome Dude" on my forehead, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Uh, these are the lengths that we will go. These are the high production values that you can expect from uh, OverthinkingIt.com and its uh, line of of audio and video podcasts. Well, and and but Matt, do you know what's going to save OverthinkingIt.com? <laughs> what's that? Buried treasure, buried treasure, buried treasure, buried treasure, buried treasure, buried treasure. <laughs> I mean, you joke, but that's as close to a business plan as we have at this point. No, but I, I mean, there's that, and that's that scene was so wonderful. That's what we'll close on because this is essentially um, a two-part episode, right? And it's leading into the season finale. And there's this awesome, right? So the last way in which story finds a way is where the kind of material. Um, piece and the pattern recognition piece meet, right? And so Jeff, the guy who said there's no story here, um, found the biggest, most overarching meta story of all and decided that the story, like, you know, if this is all ending, then why am I here, right? And and again, so just did this like basic human thing. Well, it must be because I love Britta. Um, and there's a very <laughs> kind of, um, you know, if everything else is gone, um, that it, it's literally just them and uh, and the study room table, um, and uh, and 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 it's really a kind of nicely, really nicely acted um, moment, uh, and then it is just b- blown up by um, by the dean Annie and Abed with their buried treasure dance, and it's just the the juxtaposition is so funny, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and the 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 juxtaposition of the two different modes of great acting is just um, really uh, really fantastic. Let me, uh, let me really ask you, Ryan. Up. Do you, do you have a? Um, oh, it sets up the finale. Uh, you yeah, were going yeah. to say, but let but let me ask you something based on that scene between Jeff and Britta. Uh, do you have a favorite brand of olive oil? Because I do. Oh, I do. Yeah, it's O. Yeah. Um. Uh, could, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I wish I, I. I could go get it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's that's all right. We'll we'll close before we go get the olive that's, oil. That's so, too bad. Uh, because oh, olive oil. I would. Um. I would. I would turn this into the. Uh. uh the oh, overthinking it. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you drew a circle around me. <laughs> yes, and that circle is a delicious artisanal olive oil. It comes with. Uh. There's. That what's really great about the O olive oils is that they have um, – you can get uh, – there's like uh, crushed Tahitian lime, uh, Meyer mm. lemon, uh, mm. blood orange. Um, they're really great. They also have, um, they also have uh, uh, vinegars as well of all, of all kinds. Mm. Um, I really recommend there's – a, there's a yuzu rice vinegar uh, that's really nice and actually blends up really well for, for a dressing. So, oh, do mm-hmm. I? Do I have I, – I have – multiple favorite olive oils, but they're all made by <laughs> olive oils. 
<laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, we've been brought to you by O Olive Oil, our unpaid sponsor. Try them on your Subway sandwich. Just drizzle a little bit with that that yuzu rice vinegar on there. That would be like uh, a $15 foot long. <laughs> 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 so uh, um, uh, it, you can get these recaps uh, on video by subscribing for overthinking it on YouTube, or you can get them by subscribing to the TV recaps feed, uh, which is separate from the, the various podcast feeds. You can get TV recaps uh, broken out separately in iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. You'll find links to those in the show notes. We're currently also doing, there's one more community recap, but we're currently also doing uh, Game of Thrones recaps. Those are Monday nights at 9 Eastern, and I think we're going to stick to that schedule. Um, yeah, so if you- and show up. So it's appointment podcasting. You know, right. um you can watch it. You can watch it live at nine Eastern or six Pacific, or uh, it's available on YouTube and in the podcast. It's posted online on www.overthinkingit.com, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny. It probably, it probably doesn't deserve. Very treasure, buried 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 treasure. Buried treasure, buried treasure, buried treasure.